are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 183 of the NYYST Podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's that guy, Ryan. What up? What do the kids say these days uh, when a song is good? They say it slaps. Is that a slap at the bass? Uh, our new intro, Slaps, guys. Slaps. But slaps got a, a lot little, of... It needs, needs a little, a little tweak. tweaking. A little, a little tweak. tweak. We could tweak. You want to tweak? Leave it. No, uh, you can tweak. I'm just going to, you know, do you a little sniffies. Sniffy sniffies? No. I, 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 I had a rule. If it wanted, if I, had no, I had a rule. No snorting and no shooting. That was my rule. I was just no shooting. <laughs> yeah, we could tell. Your brain is definitely like oh, repressed. I have holes in my brain. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, have one in your <laughs> ass as well pretty big too yeah that's i know that's why before we started recording i told you i didn't have time for you to take a shit today i'm on this new diet bro it's phenomenal yeah it's called should i say it yeah the cock meat diet the cock meat diet i wish (laughs) it's just animal meat carnivore diet yeah Yeah. i'm telling you bro it's unreal you know what? Your wife says you're in a better mood, even though I think it's a stupid diet and it's a fad and you need other things in your life. It's not a fad. It's That's, it, it, that's a no, thing. You're is. so stubborn and ignorant. It's when, not ignorant. When, I'm allowed to have my opinion, just like everybody else is allowed to have their opinion. Your opinion but, typically but doesn't I matter when that, you're not a doctor or professional in the field, right? Okay, well, and if that's know. the case and you want to have an opinion on it, then you should do your research. That means okay, you're ignorant. Doc, doctor, go fout yourself. Hey, doctor, go fout yourself. Shutting down the country soon. But as I said, you know, your wife says that you're in a better mood lately, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, so I'll, Much I, you know, I'll mood. say, I say, if it's working, you know, it might be more mental than physical for you. So, you know, whatever works for <laughs> Just you. Just whatever, whatever you can do to get a shot in at me, right? <laughs> it's more mental than physical. AKA doesn't look like you lost anything. It's because I'm so fat. I still have to lose 15 more pounds just to be the fattest I've ever seen myself. You've been on the diet for two weeks. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been on the diet for on and off. no, no, no. I've lost 15 pounds already. Okay. But I'm just saying I'm so fat that it's one of those times where if I saw someone I hadn't seen in five years, they'd be like, whoa, you got big. And I'd be like, this is me down 15 pounds. <laughs> So I'm trying to stay always, in hibernation for a while. I always felt that when somebody says, wow, you look like you lost a lot of weight. It was just a backhanded compliment for, damn, you used to be so fat. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what sucks for people like me and you? Because I know you have this issue, too. We fluctuate so much. So, like, you feel good for a while. You lost a lot of weight. People give you compliments. And then you don't see the person for a couple of years. And you come back and you look fatter than ever. And then you feel like shit the entire time you're with them. Because you know they're sitting there going... What happened? He put it all back plus some. Yeah, and, I mean, I feel okay right now. I'm not. I'm working out again, but I'm not like heavy lifting because I really can't because of my back. It's just you know now I'm 36 and you know it's harder to get rid of belly fat right now. So speaking of harder, uh, this episode is brought. I'm just practicing 
for when we get him. Anyway, I don't know how we got sidetracked, but I did want to say um, <clears throat> while we we're talking about the uh, entrance song to uh, the show now, if you like the new entrance song, tell us while you're leaving us a five star rating and review. Absolutely. Christian, I think you should rock the uh, mustache for the 2020 shortened season. What do you think? I don't know. You think that I, would scare my kid? No. It no, might. I'm still too young to really grasp that. But nah, I think you might. go go with the mustache look this year for the season. I don't season. know. She recognizes me now. She's at the age where she definitely recognizes me. I think you can pull me. it off. Oh, you could definitely pull it off. I've tried it. I was Chris's scene when I shaved my beard and I send I send pictures of just the mustache. I don't know. It's kind of you weird. might have to become a cop right after you do it. Though. My you gotta be, like a, I'm a cop. A cop. You might look like a cop. Yeah, fucking cop. My favorite time every year is when the Yankees report to spring training and Christian has to, has to shave his facial hair, and he sends us pictures in like different time lapses of when he's shaved. So like, I'll get one half of his face shaved. Or he just ha- rocks the huge mustache. Because that's the longest the beard will be all year. Because from the day they get eliminated to the opening uh, of spring training. Or win the World shit. Series. Or win the World Series. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If they win the World Series this year, I don't know how I would handle it. Because this has just been a new thing that I do in like, the last four or five years. So if they win the World Series, maybe I maybe I shave regularly through the uh, off season. Hmm. Mm. I feel like the team lost, so I should be punished in some way because I, I agree. feel like I feel like you know you went on this journey with them, so now you have to suffer as well. I agree. Although the, although they're all going back to their million dollar homes, so true. They, they're not really suffering as well as true. much as we are. Very true. So lots to get to this week. We have a full slate of content here. The Yankees just uh, we're recording Thursday night. Uh, it's about eight forty-five. The Yankees are just wrapping up another interest squad game. This is the third one this week. I've watched bits and pieces, probably more than I thought of each of them. Uh, there's not. I don't know what you can take away from these games. Uh, it's kind of just there, and it seems like the pitchers are ahead of the hitters. I really haven't seen much in the terms of good hitting more so maybe you've seen better pitching right now i don't know if you guys disagree with no, that i i think we said that last week that uh pitching should be more advanced than the hitting because pitching you can work on this entire time hitting is different when seeing live major league pitching yeah. is so much different than anything else you're going to get but i think the biggest takeaways from these games are not the actual game i think the 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 only real thing you can take away is are the pitchers because you're not looking necessarily for results, but you're just looking for good mechanics, good pop on on the fast. These guys are throwing like 90-something, 90 99, some of them. So they're ready to go, and you got some good curveballs right now. Ryan, ever since Ryan made that point last week about the warmer weather, I'm really noticing a difference, especially in the pitching right now, mm-hmm. obviously, just how loose these guys look. So, I, I mean, Clark was friggin'. Oh no, not Clark Schmidt. That Clark Schmidt. yeah, Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt. I got confused because we were talking about him before. Uh, he looked phenomenal, and like you're not you're not taking away like yeah, he looked phenomenal. He had four strikeouts and whatever. No, you're just looking at his stuff. He is he's got some good stuff, man. If he doesn't overthrow that fastball, he paints the corner with that, and then that knee buck buckling slurve, whatever it is, slider curve, I don't know, is unreal. He throws it a few different ways to get hitters. So I, I was most impressed by him for sure. And I think he's somebody that we would have probably seen a decent amount of if we played a full season this year. I just, I'm, I don't want to see a lot of them. 
this in the shortened season because yeah, it doesn't. You know, that's not good. What about Although, out of the bullpen? Uh, I, he's a starter, though. You really want to go that route? I mean, uh, in a shortened season, though, to get him some work and to yeah, I don't know if I want to mess with his development, though. Like I would, I mean, but again, there's no minor league, so what that's you, what I'm what saying. You, supposed, you know, what are you gonna do? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's better than nothing. Well, you'll have the the extra players on your roster, so maybe he can get a spot start in players. every now and again. Or I wonder if these guys have a league they can play in at least. There's uh, got to be a league. I don't know. I mean, maybe they might scrimmage. Uh, <laughs> just to get the work in? Yeah, uh, they're probably – because once uh, camp breaks, there's going to be uh, 30 guys sitting around doing nothing. So you can, you know, split them up 15 and 15, have mm-hmm. two teams play each other. You know, I think the, I don't know where the Yankees are going to send their guys to. They can send them to uh, Staten Island. They can send them to Trenton. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go to oh, Scranton, but uh, I know the Mets are going to be in Brooklyn. So, it, you know, if they're near there, maybe they would do something where they, you know, they might scrimmage the Mets regularly. Yeah. You know, that might have, so. Hmm. Uh, but before we get into anything deeper with uh, <clears throat> what happened in some of these uh, inner squad games, because it does, uh, this will tie into Garrett Cole as well. I came across this headline. I didn't read the article because the article doesn't, I mean, it's inconsequential because, and I don't, and uh, the article is written by a writer named Marcus Hayes. Now, I don't know we should bash him because not always does the, most of the time, I should say, the writer does not write the headline for his article. Somebody else does it. But the article, the headline to this article, and I'm quote, I'm reading it exactly here. Zach Wheeler, Mike Trout, consider opting out. See, that was nice rhyming. So I gave him a point for that. And then he goes, abandoning their teams and the game. And that's where he completely loses me. Because now, if you don't really know anything, you're just reading that and you're like, Mike Trout and... Zach Wheeler aren't going to play baseball this year. They're going to abandon their teams. What bad people. Yeah. But you have to dive deeper into that. And mm. then you realize that they both have wives that are due to give birth during the season. Now, we do want to congratulate Garrett and Amy Cole. Their son, Caden, was born on June 30th. And so, he's uh, Yank. It's a baby. I mean, let's not make cute, that joke. can't say cute baby. No, because you, wow, I know you were doing. You're such a douche. You're a douche. You, I know you were doing. You are a dick and a douche. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? So the Yankees don't have to worry about this because, right. I mean, uh, Garrett Cole and his wife had the baby. Um, I do want to say if Garrett Cole listens to the show, you know, my daughter's two months old. So, you know, play, you know, you want to schedule a play date for Caden and Ava. You know, I I'll give you my you know you can I'll give you my number, bro. You can text me anytime. We my son's not good date. enough. My son's not good enough, but a major league baseball player's son is. Uh, do you have three hundred twenty-four million dollars? What if he's a douchebag? Will you suck it up and just tell your daughter that she's got to live with it? Uh, does I mean how many World Series is he going to win us? Four. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh. I wanted to get this out of the way early because it does tie into Cole and and uh, and some other stuff here. But you have to be more responsible as a headline writer than to write something like that because you have to understand something. You're not; these guys are not abandoning their teams. 
the most important thing in their lives should be the birth of these children. I believe it was Sean Doolittle that said last year, and I can't remember the name of the player who had a kid during the NLCS. Maybe Ryan can look it up. I think Dan, it was a Daniel Hudson. Yes, the guy it that, was. He, clo- he closed the World Series out. 100% him. Yeah, Daniel Hudson. And he, and he missed uh, the NLC part of the NLCS for the birth of his kid. And Sean Doolittle said, if you have anything to say other than congratulations, is everybody healthy? You're an asshole. I agree. And that's how I feel about this. You're, the, the concern of these guys, it, it, the, the anxiety of these guys, I should say, must be through the roof right now because I just went through this. And I may have told this story on the show before, and if I haven't, I'll tell it again. My, you know, We just said my daughter's two years old, so that means she was born during the pandemic. There was so much anxiety leading up to her birth of whether or not I would be even allowed to be in there. And then, you know, Murphy signed – you know, the one good thing he did is that he signed an executive order that uh, women were allowed to have a uh, support. They deemed a support person with them during birth. So I knew right there the hospitals couldn't keep us out. But, you know, how do I pay my bills? How do I put food on the table? How do I make sure that my daughter and my wife have insurance? I have a job. I work for a distribution company. I travel a lot. I'm around. New- I go. I'm all over New Jersey. I have I have stops in Pennsylvania. I have stops in New York. I'm everywhere. And I'm telling you, the last two or three weeks leading into the baby's birth, my anxiety level and stress was through the roof because you walk into that hospital, you pop a hundred on that thermometer, your ass is out of there. So they don't test you, right? It's just a it's just a fever test, right? For the, for the father. Right. So here's here's where it gets tough for a guy like Trout, right? He's in a profession where these guys are going to get tested every day. We've uh, the likelihood of all of us having this at some point and not showing symptoms is extremely high. And if that were the case as just a normal human being and you don't show symptoms but you have it, you're not worrying about anything because they're not testing you when you're walking in. But if Trout tests positive less than two weeks before the baby's about to be born, even if he's feeling fine, he cannot go into the hospital. So and, so now he's at higher risk of not being able to be there for when his child's born. And you know what? I have a, maybe, I, maybe I am a little overly sensitive towards these guys because I just went through this and I know what it's like. Hey, man, you know what? To, and Chris can vouch for this, you know, knowing me as well as he does. What was the – in the entire time you've known me, you've known me outside of – especially since I've been married, outside of the Yankees, we'll take them out of this. What's been the one thing I've always – talked about and as and it's been the most important thing to me having a baby having a kid and it, you know and it, it wasn't easy you know some people think you snap your fingers and you get pregnant that only happens like in that. high school when you don't want it to happen yeah right it doesn't work like that and then to finally get there and then to have a pandemic going on and have to worry about not being able to be there is fucking stressful crazy and i don't blame these guys one bit if they don't think it's safe for them or prudent for them to be there if it's going to cause them to miss the birth of their children i'm sorry i don't and i would feel the exact same way if amy cole didn't have their baby and garrett cole was thinking about not playing this year because i and i'm I'm sorry any fan that says oh these guys are assholes because they're they're not they should put the team no you should put your family first the birth of your child trumps everything everything i'm sorry everything i'm sorry 
I'm, that's just the way I feel about it. So to to be the person, and I, in my tweet yesterday, I called the person that wrote the headline a piece of shit because you have to be a piece of shit to phrase something like that when you know the reason why. Uh, I was gonna say Harper. Uh, I think even though I believe they just had a baby too, if I'm not mistaken, the Harper uh, Bryce and his wife. Um, Mike Trout and Zach Wheeler, you know the reasons why they don't, they might not want to play this year. You can't, I mean, that's just a scumbag thing to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just the way I feel, I feel about it. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who, in Mike Trout, who's, it's not even arguable. I mean, the guy's the best player in baseball, but his national presence is so minimal. And we say this all the time, being in the, on the team that he is. His national presence is so minimal. Now you're now you're posting a story that to the average person who doesn't know that he's having a child, we all know no one reads articles anymore. It's all about the headline and they're spreading this and all of a sudden people who don't follow the game closely but but know who, you know, the caliber of player Trout is, now it just looks like he's a fucking piece of shit. When really the person who wrote the article is, or the person who wrote the headline, at least. Like I said, I don't know who. I didn't read the article because again, it, it could have one hundred times. In you the didn't article, have to said, at that point. It it could have said one a hundred times in that article that Wheeler and Trout have pregnant wives due to give birth during the season. But the fact that somebody wrote that, they that's a clickbait headline. That's yes. exactly what that is. Yeah, and it's it's irresponsible. It is. It's irresponsible. It is, and. My my thing to you guys, and we started to get into this in our group text. Isn't there a uh, now? I could be wrong. Maybe MLB put these rules in place, and I don't know. Isn't there a way for the Angels to protect him at this point and say, "Look, you can opt in to the season. We'll pay you your money, and if you feel more comfortable only showing up after the birth of your child, even if it's in August, you show up when you're ready." And we'll get you back in the lineup, and you're not going to miss any pay or anything like that. Can't the Angels do that? And don't they owe him that? He's in their player pool. They don't have to make him active. I don't. As far as I know, he's on their player pool. He doesn't have to be. I mean, he doesn't have to be active. He doesn't like when they go, they break camp, and they they start on the 24th. He doesn't have to be on the active roster, right? So why aren't the Angels coming out and and, and protecting? The one great thing that has happened to this team, the one guy who is so loyal, he shouldn't he shouldn't have signed that friggin' contract, but he's so loyal he did. He doesn't want to be anything but an angel. And now the guy's getting ripped apart because he wants to be healthy for the birth of his firstborn. I mean, come on. I don't know. I guess they're leaving it up to him if he wants a play or not. Right now, but that's my thing. Don't don't leave it up to him. You sit him down. And you say, "Look, we know you want to play, and if that means that you need to stay home until the birth of your child, and you come back when after after he or she is born. I don't know if he's having a boy or a girl, or if he even knows. Uh, then that's fine with us. You, it's the least we can do for you at this point." I think you let him make that decision. Let him take it as far as he wants to take it. If he wants to practice right now, you let him practice. But why don't you... I mean, maybe they did sit him down. I'm just saying... I'm saying, yes, leave it up to him, but let him know that that's an option that you're okay with. Well, I don't know. We don't know if they had that conversation or not. Well, come out in the public and say that you did to protect this guy. But why does everybody need to know everything? Why can't people just be fucking normal people and be civilized? Oh, Trump's abandoning his... 
Trout's abandoning his team. No, he's not. He's not abandoning his team. And if anybody on that fucking team feels that way, they're a piece of garbage too. Yeah, it's just not how this this world works anymore. I'm sorry, man. I I I take offense to shit like that when I see it. Maybe like I I've said this a hundred times leading up to the birth of my child. Like maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would feel differently ten years ago, but I don't. This is how I feel now, and I think it's a more mature an adult-like response to things that people should uh, respect people that want to be there when their kids are going to be born. Yeah, look, and if you're younger and you don't get it, you don't have a family like that, and you're being ignorant, whatever. But if you're an adult with a family and have kids of your own and you're still sitting there saying this guy's a piece of shit, maybe you're the piece of shit. Maybe. Like, it's not definite, but maybe. I'm telling you, man, just to put a bow on this here, Chris, you've, I mean, you've been through it twice, you know, uh, the birth of uh, your, your, two of your children. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. No. Even, I mean, I could, I mean, even if I played major league baseball and it was game seven of the world series and I was on the mound, I was supposed to be on that mound that day. I would, I mean, honestly, I mean, you, and then people are going to be listening. Yeah, but you you would never you would never be able to pitch in Major League Baseball. But I'm telling you right now, uh, I would have to I would prioritize that. And like Daniel Hudson did, he said, "Fuck the NLCS. My kid is being born." So it's not that somebody, some asshole with a podcast saying it. A guy that was helping his team get to and win a World Series said it too last yeah. year. So it's not even a question. It's just not. But what is a question? It's not also not a question. We can segue out of this here. Is uh, how I don't know how angry Garrett Cole was uh, when he pitched the other night. He was pretty. He was pretty mad. Well, after he gave up the bomb to Miggy, a Miggy bomb. Well, here's what. Here are these stupid ass coronavirus rules that they have, right? I know. So uh, only the pitcher and catcher are allowed to touch the ball. So once the ball is thrown or fielded barehanded by another player, it has to be thrown out. And then the ball, no shit, I'm not even kidding you, then the ball gets quarantined. It gets disinfected, and then they can play with it again in five days. Like, they literally came out three weeks ago, and they were like, yeah, by the way, we were wrong. It doesn't stick to surfaces, we don't think. And now they're doing this with, with the baseball? But... This is what, and then I don't know if you caught this earlier uh, with the NFL. They, you know how they do jersey swaps at the end of the game? Yeah. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm. So you're allowed to tackle right. and lay on top of each other for three hours, but hand somebody your jersey, That's no, we can't do that. That's been my biggest issue with this whole pandemic the entire time is just the inconsistency. Nothing makes sense. No, it doesn't. Right? How come the how come the infielders, right? The ball's hit to shortstop. He throws it the first, gets the out, and then the infielders can throw the ball around. We've seen it during the scrimmages and and whatever. But then, once it gets back to the pitcher, they have to throw it in or kick it in. As far as Zach Britton's concerned, uh, why? I I just don't get that. And so it's okay for Torres and and Voight and you know whoever else is on the field at the time. To get no, no, it, no, but, to yeah, touch yeah, it. No, I get it, but then the pitcher can't or, at that point. Or like if Cole and Sanchez can handle it, but a third party, no, then we're done. Yeah, right. And the, so, I don't know if you caught it. Um, in the first inning of, uh, they didn't play. They didn't play Wednesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday, Cole pitched. So Tuesday night, 
Cole comes out on the mound, puts Mike Talkman away. Boom, 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 right? Look, looking fantastic. Sanchez, force a habit, throws the ball around the horn, right? Ball comes back to Cole. He's told he can't use the ball anymore. Now he's fucking pissed yeah. because he just he just struck out Mike Talkman. He likes that ball. Love the he, ball. He loves the ball, right? So he gets a new ball, doesn't like it, gives up a home run, and now he's even more mad. Yeah. He's just Ryan was telling me that. And you know what? You know who I thought of this whole time when I've been watching these games? CeCe. Like CeCe's one guy, as long as you don't throw the ball around after a strikeout, he'd be fine with this rule. Because CeCe, if you remember, every time he gave up a hit, when the ball got back to him, he would throw it right in. He would always, bad ball. always want a new ball. Gave up a hit, a ba- bad, a ball. bad ball. Bad ball. But like today, I was watching it, and Adam Adovino was on the mound, right? And I think, um, was it a, I don't know, I think it was a ground ball somewhere. So it goes, let's say it went, I forget who it went to. Let's say it went to third. I think it went to Urshela. So let's say it went to Urshela. To the first baseman, who I believe was Voight, and Voight threw it back to Adavino. Now Adavino's got to throw the ball away. Why isn't Voight throwing the ball away? Why did he throw it back to Adam Adavino? Right. And Adavino touched it with his bare hand. He should have just. He didn't even bother to like flip it with his glove. So these guys, it's just, it's just maddening, man. Like it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make then, sense. And then and now they're allowing the pitchers in lieu of licking their fingers, which Zach Britton said today that he would actually, because we saw that uh, Clint Frazier actually wore a mask while he was at bat today, Mm. that Zach Britton said that he would consider it if he didn't have a bad habit of licking his fingers, which he can't. It's against the rules this year. That's why they're allowed to keep a wet rag in their pocket, which is just going to lead to cheating. Come on now. And wet stains in your back pocket. Yeah, I wouldn't want a wet rag in my pocket. But yeah, I'm throwing pine tar in that rag. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't we do a little Michael Pineda and just let him throw a little pine tar on the the neck? Because now you're not allowed to get six feet of the umpire. Who's going to inspect the rags? Right. This is crazy. But my point about Garrett Cole, baby, is that a lot of Yankee fans were like, Oh, Cole was pissed because I think the the Yankees lost that game 1-0 on the – and do a home run and he was mad that he they lost and he says i'm always out there to compete i don't even care in a game like this i want to win and people are on twitter like oh he's got to calm down no the fuck he doesn't that's the type of competitor you want on the mound that's the type of competitor you pay 324 million dollars to that's the type of competitor you expect to be the horse and the ace of your staff so no i don't think you should calm down that he lost a scrimmage game he should want to go out there and dominate and be the best he can be at all times and he didn't see it as as quote practice he went out there and said you know what this is somewhat of a competitive environment i want to go out there and win so you want you want to see that type of attitude out of garrett cole yeah when you have this little preparation leading up to the season man when you're out there on the mound it's a it's a baseball game you're not thinking of it any other way like i said these guys look like they're pretty ready to go and now it's more of a mental aspect for them. Can't go out there and just say, that's ah, it's a scrimmage, fuck it. So, I mean, I would, and outside of that, I mean, I think he struck out six over five innings, so he, he looked pretty good. I mean, again, you can't really take too much out of it. But again, and then people like you were like, oh, Clark Schmidt looked really good, and then people were trying to throw cold water on it. Like, oh, you, what are you going to take out of these games? 
the fact that he looked good. Yeah, I mean, you're just looking at stuff. Like I said, you're not looking at results. Nobody said he's going to become Roger Clemens. No, you're just looking at stuff. And when a guy has that kind of stuff, I don't give a fuck what kind of game he's pitching in. You can see talent. If you know a good pitcher, when you see one, you would say that this kid's ceiling is very high. And I think the Yankees have a really good pitcher potentially on their hands. It's like when we – I always tell this story. It's like when we went to Scranton and we heard all this shit about Chance Adams, right? And then we saw him and we were like, sucked. okay. Dude and sucked. Like, Why, were you there when we went to Scranton? Yeah, I was there. He was topping out at like 92. He he might – maybe if he popped a blue chew, he popped we, out, yeah. out at 92. Well, we were there with uh, – who was it? Nick Goody's friend? <laughs> Nick Rumble. Nick Rumble's friend. Wait, we were Rumble, like bro- – this, the Rumble, bro. Let's tell a quick story. We're at the Scranton game. This is when you had Rumble down there. You had Ben Heller down there. Uh, Pixie was down there on an IL stint. And then uh, who was the outfielder that we loved? He just got traded last year. McKinney. McKinney, right? And Chance Adams is pitching, and this and we're and we're messing with Rumble. Rumble. Up. We we're, were calling, standing above the the, uh, the home, bullpen. Home bullpen. Yeah, and we're going Rumble, bro. And then this kid comes up to us. And he's like, that's my boy down there. He was wearing a Rumbelow, like, college shirt. It was like, jersey. yeah, crazy. Like, that's my friend he, down he there. He probably custom made it. He's like, yeah, it's my boy. We're, we're buds. I didn't think I'm like, responded. Oh. I'm like, oh, how'd you, how do you know Rumble, Rumbelow? You went to high school together? It's like, nah, you autographed my uh, baseball once. Like, that's it? That makes you bros? So we met, and believe it or not, Nick Rumbelow had a fucking stalker. Yeah. And we met, and we were lucky enough to meet him. Best friends. That was a fun, fun day, though. That was the only time I've been to a minor league game. They're it's it's pretty awesome how they are with the fans. Like how they had the they were they had people like fishing down uh, baseball cards for them to sign over the dugout, stuff like that. They have a cool connection with someone their fans. else had a was having a uh, minor league stint at the time that was pretty big. I can't think of who was, though. Probably Greg Bird. Hixie. Yeah, I think it was Bird. No, it wasn't Bird. I remember Hicks because was I yelled Austin? something at him, and he turned and he looked at me like, shut the fuck up. Might have been Tyler Austin. I forget. I, no, I think Tyler Austin was just down there. Like, he was sent down. Mm, maybe. But he had, a, he had a bomb in that game, I think. Hicksy was robbed of a homer, I think, in that game when we went. Yep. Hicksy. Yeah, that was so, fun. Rumble bro. <laughs> Unfortunately, they uh, not no minor league baseball this year. So yeah, but uh, so we uh, we mentioned Miguel Andujar who hit the home run off of Garrett Cole in that uh, in the um, in what do they call in interest squad? There's so many different things going on. It's hard to remember everything. Uh, And I think the Yankees have a bit of a Miguel Andujar problem on their hands because. What do you do with Miguel Andujar? How do you tell Miguel Andujar that he's not in the lineup every day? Mm. It's tough. And where do you fit Miguel Andujar into this lineup? Yeah, that's why it's killer that Stanton's not going to play the outfield. I mean, that solves all your problems right there. Yeah. Does it, though? It does. It helps. It does. All right, Miguel. So you have Stanton in left field. Let's say hypothetically he's able to play left field, right? Mm. So it opens up a DH spot. 
So you just you automatically say, boom, Miguel Andujar right there. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And it, I, I, it would, I would put Andujar out there with a lefty on the mound, righty on the mound, go Talkman. Although Talkman's actually might profile better against left-handed pitching. But you're going to have to platoon Miguel Andujar. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Why do you have to? Did the Yankees give... Do you think he's going to start? No, I don't think he's going to start, but I, I want to... If I he's going to play, curious. in my opinion, if he's going to play, the only way he's going to see that time is in a platoon spot because he's not going to play every day. But you're, are you saying he's a platoon player or you would no, platoon him to get he's saying that you bats? have to. That's the only way to get no, him at bats. Yeah, I, 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 I see I him getting at bats against left-handed pitching this year. I think it's, yeah, I think maybe you would be more likely to put him in, but I don't think he would be exclusive to play against lefties. No, Let me ask no you, I don't think so either, but I do think that it, he'll, he'll face more lefty starters than righty this did year. Did the Yankees give up on him in the outfield? Is that not a no, thing he's, anymore? He's been playing the outfield in these games. Okay, I haven't really. I've only been really paying attention a lot to the pitching. Um, and half, when half the time they don't even put they don't even put fielders out there. Like right, play like there's like yeah. But no, Andrew Harris, uh He misjudged the ball today, and it dropped. And you know, Mike Ford, you know, wanted to punch him. It looked like, but well, it's just like having Frazier out there. Is it though? You <laughs> kind of. Like you, you kind of feel like Clint Frazier should know better. Yeah, I'd hope Frazier's a little bit better than Andohar out there. But he's yeah. Speaking of Clint Frazier, uh, he has plantar fasciitis right now. So. Oh my god. I mean, what's going to happen with him? Are we giving up on him completely? I don't think the Yankees are giving up on him completely. I mean, I just don't. I just think. <sighs> I think we're at a spot right now where Clint Frazier's trade value of being a a legit top piece to get a big player back is gone. And I think him being a superstar is also gone. So now we have to kind of find the middle ground of what we can do with Clint Frazier. Can he be an everyday player, a solid borderline all-star or everyday starter in Major League Baseball? Can he be that? Well, I we're we're talking right now about where we're going to find room for for Miguel Andujar. Yeah, and I think Frazier uh, belongs, uh, you know, as part of this conversation because all right. So we said if Sands playing left field, you want to DH Miguel Andujar every day. But right. we know that, and I I didn't yeah, maybe I, I heard him wrong. I could be, but Evan Roberts said that when he spoke to. And I didn't hear the interview either when he spoke to Aaron Boone last week that Boone said guys are going to get rest this year. I know that doesn't sit well with you. It doesn't really sit well with me either. Uh, I think in 60 games, if guys are healthy, they should play 58 of them at least. You know, I I was the first one to like to say that and, and be all for that. But watching some of these scrimmage games, I'm not necessarily going to freak out about it because I've realized something the other day. This team offensively has such depth this year if they can stay healthy. I mean, think about the bench you would have on any given game, right? Most of those guys can be starters on on other teams. Guys like Frazier, Miguel Andujar, I, who else? There's a couple other guys. 
you, you you think Mike Ford or Mike Talkman could be starter somewhere? Absolutely, I think Talkman, given what he did last year, could definitely be a, be a starter on like a low level, you know, minor league, uh, not minor league, national league team that you know, like the Pirates or someone last year. Absolutely, I think he played well enough that you should give him a little bit more credit than that. Yeah, but to me, yeah. right now, he's still more of a fluke yeah. than anything else. Yeah. All right, so then is Gio Urshela a fluke? No, because Gio Urshela sustained that for an entire year where Mike Talkman didn't get that kind of playing time. We think he did, but he didn't. He wasn't in this lineup every single game. He didn't stay healthy for an entire season, and he just it wasn't as complete as Gio Urshela, in my opinion. Uh, let's take a look at some numbers here. Gio Rochelle hit 314 with 21 home runs and 442 at bats. Okay. Mike Talkman hit what, 302? In half the at bats, 260, hmm. had 13 home runs and batted 277. So. Yeah, so what happens if you. And Mike Talkman's war, 3.8. Gio Rochelle's war, 3.9. Well, he, I looked up uh, platoon splits between Urshela and Miguel Andujar. Um, Gio Urshela, man, against lefties, hit th- hits three oh three in his career, where Miggy only hits uh, two fifty five. Yeah, I think he's another player, Andujar, that actually does better against right-handed pitching. And that, I'm sorry, I think that was just, I did 2019 because that was his Geo's first like real mm-hmm. offensive uh, season where he broke through. So, I mean, he had a really good 2019, uh, about a 320 against righties. But he's a much better hitter against left-handed pitchers than, than Miguel Andujar is. So, I think if anything... If you're going to get Miggy at bats, it's going to be against right-handed pitching as opposed to lefties. So I don't think it's fair to say that you think that Talkman's a fluke, but Gio isn't. I think that you have to put them both in the same category. I think because uh, Gio played more. That's that, but if you would have, you know, what if Miguel and uh, Miguel and or what if Mike Talkman got close to 500 at bats? Then if he, he sustained hit, it, he I would have said. He could have hit close to 30 home runs. Could have, which is why I said it's, to me, he's still a fluke until he sustains that the way Gio Urshela did. I justified my reasoning. Gio Urshela sustained it over double the amount of at-bats, and he did it for a full season. He sustained it into another season. That's why, until I see it again, I don't believe it. For a guy that was basically picked up off a scrap heap, you know, the Indians didn't want him to... uh, to Blue Jays didn't want him. Yankee, I think Brian Cashman sent eighty dollars Canadian up there to get him. Yeah, I mean the guy defensively. I I don't know if you if this stands out to you guys as much as it does to me, but in 2017 when the Yankees were playing the Indians, a couple plays that this guy made, I was like, he's a phenomenal yeah. fielder. But yeah, offensively, but, uh, he was yeah. nothing. He he started in uh, he started he started a few of those games, if I'm not mistaken, in the division series in 2017. What was the play where this is standing out to me because I feel like it was right after a big geo play when he robbed someone and I was pissed. And then wasn't it Sanchez who got like a double or something, but then he got caught off the bag 
and got picked no, off at Ronald, second. Ronald Torres. Oh, right. And I was we were on so the phone. pissed. We were on the phone during yeah, that. Yeah, we had to hang up. We had to hang up. Oh, yeah. Everybody's I, hero, Ronald Torres. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's you, we can go keep going down the ladder here. If you, you know, what do you think about Miguel Andujar at third base? Do you think Gio Urshela deserves third base right off the bat opening day? Gio Urshela third base. 100%. It's yeah, not even a question. I, I think so. Opening so you, day, but I don't think he's going. He doesn't have that security if he struggles out of the gate and Andujar is popping. Then, then they might replace him. And then let's say there's so many ways that you could look at the way that these Yankees roster is constructed. If Stan's playing the outfield, when is Mike Talkman or, or more importantly, Brett Gardner playing? Are they just defensive replacements? This is exactly why I just said I don't mind guys getting some rest because the depth on this offense is something we're not used to. Like last year, we thought we were going to be have that kind of depth, and then everyone got injured, so we didn't really get to see it. But this team at full strength right now has a really good problem on their hands, but it's a big problem. And you have to think that they're at full strength because if Stanton, Judge, and Hicks are playing in these games, and Stan, uh, Hicks and Judge are in the outfield for these games, even though I don't know what type of action they've been really seeing out there, they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, you know, my biggest thing right now when it comes to, when it comes down to Andujar and Urshela, we really have to ask ourselves, especially in a shortened season with no minor leagues and anything like that, who's your future? Who's your future third baseman? Because if the answer is Miguel Andujar and you're confident in that, if you're going to say to me that Urshela was great last year but he's really not you don't think he has the talent to sustain it then you're throwing Miguel Andujar out there most days because you can't afford for him to just rot away on the bench and not get those those innings out in the, in the field when he needs to work on his fielding if he's your future you know you can't afford for him to rot out on the field and and boot the ball around and cost you games in a 60-game season. Well, that's, that's, something, that's something where you – I know it's normally pitchers who have the short leash, but in this in this case, he has a short leash on on getting his shit together at third base. But Because I've, I've seen him fielding balls at third base, and I still don't like what I see with the way he throws the ball over there. Yeah, so then, you know, you give him you, – you have a short leash on him, but to me, like my gut tells me, as much as I love Urshela and I think he was phenomenal last year – my gut tells me, if anything, Miguel Andujar has m- much more talent left in him for a longer period of time than Gio Urshela does for this baseball team. And in that case, I don't like the idea of Gio Urshela starting every day and a guy who needs a lot of work out in the field, if he's going to be my future, is not getting any reps at third base. But now if, if Gio comes out this year and replicates what he did last year, then... Is he your future? Because service time-wise, he only has a year uh, more than, than Andujar. He's only at two years of service time. Yeah, listen, I I don't understand the knock on our... Like, I think it's just because he's a Yankee that people had to come out and say, he's really not that good of a fielder. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. He's a great fielder, uh, especially if you want to compare him to what we've seen out of Miguel Andujar. 
You know, I can almost, you know what, and this is going to get us into a thing about fucking analytics again. I can live with offensive analytics. I can't live, I honestly, and this could be the old man yelling at the cloud. I just, I can't get down with defensive analytics because they're just, it's just so stupid to me. I watch a guy with my eyes and be like, and oh, that's, uh, you know, and see, oh, that's a great player. He's getting, he doesn't make errors or whatever. And oh, he's just, his ultimate zone range is negative 100, so he sucks. And Derek Jeter was a piece of shit at shortstop. Yeah, when he was fucking 40. Yeah, I, you know, when it comes to fielding, especially at third base and shortstop, a lot of it cannot be statistically quantified, right? Like, when I look at Gio Urshela, it's not necessarily about his range or his arm to me as it is his just natural instinct to know his first step on on that he's making on a ground ball how he knows where that ball's going to going to hit it's tough to to read hops to to just be natural at it and he's he's naturally on top of his game at third base and i understand that you know some players have better range than others but I how I ju- and how I really judge a defensive player is if I get nervous if the ball is hit to them, right? And, and we all know that Miguel Andujar, we held our breath every mm-hmm. single ground ball. So if the ball goes to Geo, are you having a mini panic attack? Absolutely not. No. When the ball got hit to Derek Jeter, especially take his prime days, did you feel like the ball was going to? get kicked around or thrown into the stands. I can't even remember a time once in his entire 20-year career that I felt that way. That's how I judge defensive players. If I get, like, if the ball's going to Aaron Judge, I'm, uh, I get, say, 99% confident because he's number 99 that he's going to make the play on it. The ball's going to Clint Frazier, different story. A little bit. A little bit. That's that's how I judge defensive. defensive players who gives you more anxiety frazier in the outfield or miguel andujar in the infield uh, i gotta say oh. andujar there's more i think there's more that can go wrong yeah because he's got to still throw it larger sample size too but man last year frazier every time so the ball was hit to him it, he, he it was messed a, it up but here's the difference right as much as i believe that miguel andujar's uh a lot of it has to do with uh a mental thing it's also it's, it's also a mental thing with Frazier, too. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting to. Miguel Andujar is a lot of mechanics and just, like I said with Gio Urshela, a natural over there. Miguel Andujar isn't. With Frazier, I think, if anything, it's like 95% mental because we've seen him make some spectacular plays. He's fast. He knows how to track down a ball. It's not difficult plays that he has issues with, right? For Miguel Andujar... A lot of the time, it's a difficult play or a throw across the the diamond. With with Frazier last year, it was it was cans of corns he was dropping, like easy fly routine, balls that he was routine, he yeah. was sitting under. Cans of corn, cans of corn. Nothing's a can of corn for Clint Frazier. Nothing. He doesn't even know but what corn an, tastes like. But he again, he's another guy. If Stanton is playing the outfield. Where's he getting at bats from? He's not going to be a DH if Vanderhaar's getting at bats. This is going to be really tough. I mean, and I guess that's, you know, maybe that's why Boone does want to rest guys. If you want any type of productivity out of guys like Frazier or um, uh, Talkman, Guardy, 
Andujar were. You got to get the. You got to get him at bat somewhere. Yeah. Here's my thing though that I need to that we all need to see out of Aaron Boone. If he's going to be resting guys, it needs to be because these guys need need rest. It can't be to get guys reps because we we were so close to not having a season at all. And what would happen in that case? These guys can still have a routine to stay to stay fresh and get reps in and everything. We can't be substituting guys just to just to get them into games. If he needs to rest guys because he truly feels like they need rest, so be it. And and in that case, this team has enough depth to still be nasty with any lineup you want to throw out there. But let's not let's not go out of our way to make sure Clint Frazier is getting at bats this year if he's not our guy right now. True. I I, I would have to agree with that. But uh, what do I want to say? Uh, unfortunately, DJ LeMayu and uh, Luis Sessa tested positive for COVID-19. Sessa's dealing with symptoms. Uh, DJ is asymptomatic, but he's obviously away from the team. And in these intra-squad games, uh, you've seen that Aaron Hicks has been the leadoff hitter. Do you like Aaron Hicks as the leadoff hitter? Um, I don't mind it. I think he's got... See, the thing with me for Hicks is like... First of all, it's tough to even put his entire career together right now as a Yankee because he's been hurt so many times on and off. But I feel like he's evolved into more of a pop kind of guy where that's not bad to have at the top of the lineup, but I'd rather have a guy like DJ who I know is putting the ball in play way more. can work counts. Yeah, no, listen, I don't mind it. I think if he's got to be the guy right now, then we're lucky to have him a guy like him at the top of the lineup. But if you're asking me if I like him or DJ better, I mean, we're talking about a guy who puts the ball in play 90% of the time. Because it's really interesting. If you think about it, where does Hicks slot? If the, if, and when DJ gets healthy, you, so you're saying that LeMayu comes back, he's your leadoff hitter. Yeah. And then I'm, then I'm potentially putting, uh, Hicksy ninth. So you're going to go Hicks. Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to follow me here. You're going to go DJ one. Correct. Judge two. Correct. You like labor three. 100%. Do you go Stanton four? No. Who do you go for? I probably go uh, Sanchez four. Uh, and, and what do you do with Stanton? Stanton, I'm sorry, man. You got to put him lower in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I can't. Gonna bat I can't, sixth. I'm I don't. Gonna maybe stand six. Yeah, no, maybe no. I can't have. Look, here's my problem. I cannot have so many swinging. I can't have a swing and miss guy like him hitting fourth anymore. Then maybe here's what you do. Then maybe then it goes Stanton four, Hicks five, uh, I, Sanchez six. I could live with that. Uh, then where do you go? Then you got you got your first baseman, Voight. seven. Maybe you, you want to go Void seven, mm-hmm. Miggy eight, or Shella nine. Is that what you do? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't is mind that. that. A, is that a, is that that's a fucking lineup right that's there? That's a lineup. <laughs> I mean, like I said, now now let's talk about replacements, right? Okay, you, we're going to sit Geo for the day. Okay, we're putting fucking Miggy in, mm-hmm. right? Okay, let's uh, let's bench. Who do we want to bench? Judge. Let's bench Judge, putting Frazier in this lineup, or we're putting Talkman in this lineup. Like Talkman. I mean, or, or you know, Guardy's getting in there. We have, a, we have a lot of depth offensively to match our depth in the bullpen and starting pitching. 
I like is, I would so, like Hicks leading off though. He he had a three sixty six on base percentage his last full season. And I believe in twenty eighteen he was I don't know if it was the second half of the year, he was leading in walks at one point for a span of time. That's a good guy to have. Any, would you give any credence to not batting DJ LeMayu leadoff? Mm. If well, you're if you want to put him third, then I maybe think, I don't think you can. Nah. I don't think you can. What do you do? You you have to bat Glaber Torres third. I think you have to. I don't mind Glaber Torres fifth. No, 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 no. I want Glaber Torres up in the first inning, bro. He's my best player. I listen, I all I'm saying is if you want to put DJ third, I wouldn't mind him fifth. No, 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 no. Or even fourth. Right. You're gonna bat cleanup? Listen, man, cleanup is not the same. Yeah, Didi was saying cleanup. I mean, let's get I over want, it. Now. I want to guarantee myself Glaber Torres in the first inning. I want to maximize my at bats for Glaber Torres. That's why he bats no lower than third. You want to get real? You want to get real about it? If if now the new no, thing, let's, let's let's get real, bro. If let's now the new it. thing is batting your best player second instead of third, which whatever analytics you I guess swap him and judge. Fine, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, hey, let's put yeah. DJ second then. No, 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 no. See, that's where I I agree that DJ LeMayu profiles better as a second place hitter, but I can't. I have to have Judge and Glaber batting in the first inning. So then there's no other way to do it than DJ batting leadoff. And I honestly would put Glaber second. I have no issue if you want to swap Glaber and Judge, but they both have to bat in the first inning for me. Okay. Then I'm putting then I'm putting Judge third. Because I think with the protection of Aaron Judge behind Glaber Torres. But the only reason why you're not going to do that is because you're going to have to bat Stanton cleanup and you don't want Judge and Stanton back to back because of the strikeout probability. It's the only reason why you wouldn't do it. Well, I don't I don't think it's it. a big deal having him fifth. Who? Stanton. So who's batting fourth? I don't know. Hicks? Maybe. If you're going by last season, it'll be LeMahieu leading off and Judge hitting second and and Stanton would be somewhere after that but he wouldn't be hitting fifth. Hey, we just we just talked about DD being the cleanup hitter, right? If you want to compare two players, switch hitters and guys who have pop that don't, you know, you won't, don't really expect to have pop, Hicks and DD are the same in that way. I don't I wouldn't mind Hicksy batting fourth. And I like having him actually fourth because then you can split up lefty righty mm-hmm. with that switch hitter. It solves a lot of your problems. I don't, I just think that they they won't bat Stan lower than fourth. I just don't think they will do it. I I wouldn't drop him past fifth personally. I still want him up in maximum uh, RBI opportunities and maximize my RBI opportunities for John Carl Stan. So you really can't bat him lower than fifth. My, That's why. Yeah, I agree with you. My biggest thing though is like we have a lot of guys who get on base now at the top of this lineup. And now you bring up guys like, you know, Judge has to be better with the swing and miss, but we know when he gets hot, he's he's red hot. And and so can Stanton, but Stanton is is all or nothing. We know that, and I'm okay with that. But it's more difficult to to live with that's, when yeah, you have so you, many guys getting on base. And that's why you can't bat him lower than fifth, because you got to give him the chance to give you all. I'm saying fifth. I don't like him fourth. I actually like Hixie in the four spot. I actually do. 
I wouldn't mind it to be honest with you, but I just I don't know. Because how many righties are you gonna have come up in a row? It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't good. matter. I know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter anymore. But this that would solve a lot of your problems. And hey, Hixie's clutch. Hixie's clutch. He's a bum. Yeah. He's clutch. All right, let's get on to let's get on to a couple things about the schedule. First, uh, just a quick couple of notes about this year's schedule. Uh, let me find the tweet here. I need a, I gotta get a new phone. You know how they the your uh, your phone fucks with you when it's like four, when it's like five or six models behind the current one. Yeah, because they, they want you to purpose. buy a new one. Yeah, I think they're Apple def- got snagged for that. I think they got sued for that. Yeah, well, can I can I join in because they're definitely doing it right now. All right, so as part of summer camp, the Yankees are going to play three actual exhibition games. Uh, they're going to play this coming, um, not this. I'm sorry, not the, this coming Saturday. Next Saturday, the 18th, 7:10 at City Field. Then they'll be home Sunday night, seven o'clock against the Mets, and then the following, then the next day Monday, six o'clock. Uh, the 20th against the Phillies. All games will air on the Yes Network. That'll be interesting to see Joe Girardi and Didi Gregorius in Philadelphia mm. Philly uniforms at Yankee Stadium of all places. Um, and then here are a couple of notes here about uh, this year's schedule. Uh, the first home, we all know, it's set in stone. July 23rd, Internation's capital, Yanks uh, against the Nats. Garrett Cole, baby, and it looks like Max Scherzer. I mean, I, I mean, you really can't start the season off any nah. better than that with a pitching match. Is that like the that. opening game of the season, or are they doing a yes, day game? They're doing a dub, a doubleheader, but uh, it's, I believe, it's Giants. Oh, it's the West Coast. Okay. Yeah, so it's a West Coast. Yeah. All right. Not that it matters because nobody will be here, but Boston comes to the Bronx for the first time, July thirty first to the second of August. Uh, the uh, actual Subway Series games this year will be in City Field, August 21st to the 23rd, and then the, they'll be at Yankee Stadium, the 28th to the 30th, and then maybe Derek Jeter will show up. But because the Yankees will close the season against the Marlins, uh, the 25th through the 27th. So that's that's this year's schedule. And then I wanted to bring up because they they in such a hurry to release next year's schedule. April 1st, April Fool's Day, the New York Yankees will kick off the 2021 season, hopefully raising a fucking banner in the outfield. Um, They will be playing the Toronto Blue Jays Mm. April 1st. Other highlights of the schedule here. Let me just scroll down here. The Houston Assholes will come to (laughs) Yankee Stadium uh, May 4th, 5th, and the 6th. The Yankees will be playing uh, the... The NL East again. I think that was just scheduled that way. Um, also, the Boston uh, Red Sox will uh, come back to the Bronx June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, then they'll be in Fenway June 25th, 26th, and 27th. And here's what I'm really excited for. Can't wait. I think Major League Baseball really did it right this year. Absolutely. Everybody says, Next year. Uh, or in 2021, everybody says, oh, you know, um, the Subway Series games don't mean anything anymore. Well, in 2021, they're going to mean a lot because they picked the two best fucking weekends. Uh, I don't know if the second 
series is on the weekend, but they picked the two best times that you could possibly do it for the Subway Series in 2021. The Yankees will host the Mets July 4th weekend, the 2nd to the 4th. So, I mean, that's pretty fucking awesome right there. I always think the Yankees and Mets should play uh, big-time games, especially against each other on a holiday weekend. And then finally, I've been a big advocate of this yep. for – and it is a weekend, actually – forever that the Yankees and Mets should play each other on September 11th and for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 the Mets will host the Yankees September 10th 11th and 12th so I am I mean that's going to be a phenomenal night I can't look nobody wants to get excited over the anniversary of 9-11 because obviously what happened you know but Major League Baseball got it right. The 20th anniversary of 9-11, the Yankees and Mets are playing in New York. That is getting it right. And you know what? Going a step further of of getting it right, I think it's right that the Mets are home. I do. I think it wouldn't be the same. Because they played the first home game. Yeah, when I think think 9-11 and I think of baseball coming back, Outside of the Yankees making that crazy run into the World Series. I was there. I saw Mike Piazza hit the home run. The first thing that comes to my mind is, I got the ball, is Shea Stadium. Me. Shea Stadium when the Mets and the Braves came out before the game, hugged, and the entire stadium was chanting USA. And then Piazza hit that huge home run. And if you really want to get it right, MLB, because they, they kept Joe Torre from doing this for, uh, I, I believe that there, maybe it was Joe Torre that kept the Yankees and Mets from doing this. Allow them to wear the FDNY, NYPD yeah. hats. Yeah. Allow them to do that. Yeah, Lonzo yeah. got into some trouble over that last year. Yeah, and you know who I have throughout the first pitch? George Bush. Absolutely. That would be cool. And he gets up on that mound, thumb w. up, thumb up, and he throws that pitch 20 years later. Yeah, I would like that. That would be – that would do it if you want to really, really do it right. But I'm so happy that they did that because I believe it was on a 10-year anniversary or the – or it might not even have been a, a like a numerical anniversary like that ten or fifteen years, but the Yank the Yankees, the Giants and Jets were scheduled to play each other uh, uh, during the season, and whenever they play each other every three or four years, and September 11th was on a Sunday, and I said, you gotta how do you not have the Giants and Jets play each other on 9/11? Mm-hmm. But they didn't. I think the Giants were in Washington, which they're playing regular was, season games by September 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually the it's usually the weekend after Labor Day. Mm. I think the NFL missed a boat on that one, but I'm so glad that Major League Baseball got their head out of their ass on this. Yeah, to allow the I think it's going to be a special night in New York yeah. on uh, on September 11th. Definitely going to be a special night. Uh, so. Now, just to look at this season's schedule, I wanted to see what, what people were saying about who has the easiest schedule for these 60 games. And I'm actually surprised that a lot of people are saying the Yankees actually have yeah. the easiest schedule. Tom Verdouche, Ducci, Ver- he, he picks the Yankees as the easiest schedule because they will play the Blue Jays, Orioles, or Marlins in 20 of their final 23 yeah, games. That's going to be a big push. And I think in those other three games, they're playing the Red Sox, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken. Now, for me, the easiest schedule, I don't know when they play these teams, but it's the Tampa Bay Rays. They get they get Miami six times this year on top of the 10 times they'll play Baltimore. That's 16 of their 60 games against 200-game uh, losers last year. Losers. Yeah, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I came out here and ripped Chris Carlin yeah. for 
when he came out and said that the schedule wouldn't be balanced and he, you know he's got sources okay and i don't so okay. i wasn't i was okay. wrong on that one because it was it, okay. i mean come on like it was simple yeah own it up but, okay you know, four and four not, here not, okay they're gonna they're, they're doing a split okay they're playing two in atlanta okay and then they have to go to atlanta <laughs> okay then back to new york they should just play all four in atlanta <laughs> what is that why why, why what, do you want to limit travel or not mlb okay do you want to do it? What are you doing here? Do, right. you, do you know whose opinion matters most? Who's that? Doctor, go fouch yourself. True. true. True, true. And he says, don't let the season go into October. Uh, that's when the legends are made, though, Fouch. Legends are born in October. Fouch. If Fouch tries right to now, shut down the season, you know what they need I'll, to tell him? Go fouch yourself. Go fouch yourself. <laughs> That'll be, that's nice though. Play. Yankees, twenty of their final twenty-three games against the well, Blue Jays. Though I, I'm not, I'm not counting them out I this year. I can't count them. I'm as, not. As no, the Orioles can. and Marlins. You can. Yes, the Orioles. You definitely. But can. you know what? I'm excited for two things. One of them, the MLB is getting ripped for for some reason. But there's no day games. The really? Yankees have all? all night games, which Even I love. Yeah, I with, didn't check times, but wow. Which I, I was wondering love. how they were going to do that. I love. You hate day games. I hate day games, and I maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't just jump to say I'm 100 percent on that. But I was looking at the whole schedule. I'm pr- pretty I think sure it's a majority are night games. I'm. I did not see one day game for the Yankees. Um, I'm pulling up an article here. Just go to Yankees.com and go to their schedule. Uh, I'm on there right now. You're bringing up the. Well, I'm trying to. And see. the second thing I love is 60 games in 40 and 56 see, like this days. One says uh, the first two days of games, the 23rd and the 24th. Fifteen games uh, will be played. You're but wrong. Only the one are playing Washington, July twenty sixth at one o'clock. Yeah, only one of those first game, a uh, few games of to start the season is a, a four o'clock game: Braves versus the Mets. But there are very few. There are very few uh, day games, they're, and they they're all on the weekend. You got uh, the twenty sixth at one o'clock. Then you got. You don't play another day game until the August 9th at one o'clock. Yeah, because there's not really many getaway days. And then you don't play again a a day game until August 23rd at one o'clock. And then the Yankees play the Mets the 29th and 30th at one o'clock. Because you're not traveling any more than two hours away this season, two three hours right. away. Yeah, September 6th and 13th are one o'clock games. The 12th is also, and then you, and then you close out the season with a. A one o'clock and at three o'clock, so they're all weekend games, and most of them are Sunday. So there really aren't uh, any day games. Now, during... do you, do do you think they have a, a reasoning for that, or is it just maybe the I just aesthetic? Said, no, the aesthetic I just of it? Oh, I just Fauci said that coronavirus hides during, during the day, d- during the night, but it, uh, it's and, a it, night and because time and because he... you know you know the old story that God said, "What well, you know we rest on Sunday." It rests on Sunday, right. so you're allowed to come out during the day right. on Sunday. No, right? I just said why they want to get as much viewership as possible and mm. put it in pr- more prime okay. time. And there's no real need for a getaway day. Good call, good call. I wasn't listening to you, right? Like get like day like games are only during the day on the week. Yeah, when teams are traveling, so there's not really travel this year. You're only traveling on the east coast so it makes sense i don't know why people are ripping it so badly i don't understand i don't understand that i like it because you know we're not home always during the day and now you don't have to worry right. about missing any day game. you know right. I mean, there's only 60 games you know if you miss a handful of games because you're working or whatever during 162 games 
you know, it is what it is. It, it happens. But you don't want to miss anything during this season. No. No, and like like you just said, you, you don't want to miss any games. And the fact that you can't get to any games, at least as far as we know right now, you're you want to be have no distractions other than maybe the baby. But you want to sit there at night and watch a game and be done with it. You don't want to worry about day games this year. Weekends are fine. Weekdays, I like it. You know, you know, we, as long as we got the Chris stamp of approval, it's yeah, all good. It's all that matters. Give me an official time runtime right now. We got about an hour and ten minutes. All right, so we'll just skip the last part of what we were going to talk about. We can add it into the show next week. Okay. Uh, it was just a little baseball debate uh, we can talk about next week. Um, <clears throat> so uh, for anybody that wants to watch a little Yankees this weekend uh, – they are running summer camp shows all weekend long on the Yes Network here. Uh, let me bring it up just for anybody interested in it. They, it looks like there's a, a scrimmage also Friday, 5 to 9, and then 4.30 on Saturday, which doesn't uh, – based on the window that they're on, it doesn't look like there's a game that day. And then it looks also like 1 o'clock on Sunday with no game. So – Hey, man, you know what? And this is what I said. I tweeted this the other night, and I said – because every time you notice that when the pitchers are done with their outing, they do PFP, and Kay had to explain or Bob Lorenz had to explain what PFP is. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're that deep – that you miss baseball that much that you're watching inter-squad games, you don't need PFP explained to you. No. I was at my cousin's – Kids ten years old. I was, I've been craving baseball so much more than I even think. I almost got thrown out for screaming during the game. I've never watched this team play before in my life, but I just oh at his game. Yeah, but they're playing. Yeah, the second I got to see any type of competitive baseball, ten year olds, I was screaming. That's awesome. At the umpire. Yeah. Well, you're ready. So. And what kind of cockamamie rules do they have for the kids? Like, are they? Well, they got the umpire. No, there's no no crazy rules, man. They got the umpire behind the pitcher because mm-hmm. they can't have him six feet behind the catcher and actually call balls and strikes. And it kind of took away from the game because the guy, first of all, was just a lazy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He didn't move. He was, you know, one of those. Wasn't emphatic with his call. Wasn't emphatic. I need someone to give me some energy. And then to end the game, he calls. He calls him out at the plate. Kid gets under the tag by a mile, but he's not there. He's still standing behind the pitcher. Did they go to review or calls him out? They could have. I think the coach was recording on his GoPro. Shit. (laughs) So, but can you get instantaneous feedback on the GoPro? Like, can you say and then watch it back? I think there's got to be a GoPro that you could does do it with that. the iPhone. Just set up an iPhone yeah. right out on each bag, rolling. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. So hopefully uh, <clears throat> we can continue without too many interruptions here. With uh, you know, going going forward here, we're creeping ever so closely. Uh, you know, two more weeks as we sit here and record this. Two more weeks. Fortnite. Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer should be on the mound battling it out. I mean, I can't I can't just get that vision in my brain of Garrett Cole wearing the road grays again in these in an empty it's gonna be weird in an empty stadium, but 
I'm ready for I'm it, bro. Ready. Scherzer's going to be loud. Guys. He's going to be loud out there without the fans because he, he he screams when he throws towards the sixth, seventh inning late in the game. He's screaming out there. We're going to hear every every ounce yeah, of Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's yeah, mic these players up. Cole might only be be going five or six in this start, but yeah, I'm still I'm I'm so ready for this man. Yeah. I think if he's efficient enough, the fact that he's pitching five innings in a scrimmage, he could go seven. It's a scrimmage. Yeah, but I'm saying he's going five innings. Yeah. There's no reason why if he's efficient enough, he can't go seven. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So uh, thank you for listening to episode 183 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk uh, because it's very important because we will be coming out with some new merch soon. Chris and I have to get together and finish up a couple of things here uh, as we as we get ready for the season. And we will be running a contest to give away some swag also to get you hyped up for the season. Mm. If coronavirus cancels the season – then you don't get anything, even if we say that you win. Right. That's how we're going to be about this. Agreed. <laughs> but thank you for listening to episode 183. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Stat, what do you want? No, nah, it's going five. Five stars. Don't, don't do that. Sorry, I won't do it again. Oh, by the way, after the before you get to this, after the recording's over and we say and I go peace like a fucking asshole, don't talk for a few seconds so the recording can stop and I don't want to incriminate any of us here thinking we're off the air because we know what kind of mouth you have. Yeah, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> I got a mouth. You got a mouth. You got a mouth. You definitely got a mouth on it's you. My younger brother. Yeah. All right, stack guy Ryan. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.